The reviews are in and Secrets is a hit. Listeners have described Secrets as priceless information, a personal cheat sheet, and binge-worthy career advice. And season three promises to bring you even more secrets on how to advocate for yourself, how to become a better ally, and how to get that coin. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, put in that work to reach the top of corporate America. And this groundbreaking podcast challenges you, as well as corporate America, to be better and do better. KP and PR will bring you more tips and tricks on how to advance in your career. So fill up those cups and welcome to season three. Hey, y'all, welcome to Secrets. Ricky, what's on your mind today, my brother? Man, KP, it's hard to believe that 17 months later, we are still over here talking about COVID. Still talking about the Rona. We over here talking about practice, man, not a game. Not a game. We don't even talk about practice, right? Mm -hmm. And while it has gotten better on many levels, we're still in precarious times. We are. We are. And now the man is trying real hard to physically get us back in the doggone office. Sure is. Trying. <laughs> man, real hey, hard. Trying to get us in there to collaborate. Yeah. <laughs> is that what we call it now? <laughs> That's exactly That's what right. it is. And you're right, Ricky. This is indeed the witching hour. Oh. Right. But as you mentioned, times are still very fluid, right? Guidelines keep changing every day and people are just confused and on edge, right? They're just nervous, right? And I have to imagine that this is a nightmare for an HR executive like you. Man, you ain't said nothing but the word and hard and difficult is an understatement. But honestly, man, people are scared, man. Mm -hmm. And I'd have to work with these leaders to help them understand the severity of the anxiety mm -hmm. and the fine balance we need to walk when it comes to bringing people back into the office because things will never be the same as they once were pre-COVID. Yeah, there's no doubt about That's that. That's over. That's over. <laughs> it is totally over. And this whole debate about when and how to come back to work has an even greater impact for underrepresented employees, especially women. Yeah. Right? We are being forced to make difficult trade-offs between our health and our paychecks and our families and our mental health and our career prospects. This is just a lot. Just another layer of shit to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. And we just glossing it over like, okay, now get on back in. Get we did that in. already. That's Come right. on back to work. So look, in this episode, we're going to share some of the dilemmas being faced by underrepresented employees as more companies are returning to the office. We'll also talk about the new normal. Whatever that looks like. Whatever that is. Okay. We'll provide some receipts on the impact and fears faced by underrepresented employees regarding the decision to return to work. And we'll close out with a double dose of secrets on what you can do to get ready to return to the workplace and on what companies can also do to help underrepresented employees transition back to the workplace. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting episode. And we've been talking about the Rona for a long time. Like we said, 17 months. I think yep. this is like our fourth episode talking about the Rona. We can't seem to shake it, right? <laughs> ain't going anywhere. That's man. right. And now, you know, here we are. Companies are gearing up to get people back in the office. And this new Delta variant is putting some shock in the system right now, right? Yeah. And it's ripping through all of these states that have been playing games about masks and social distancing and vaccinations. It's just crazy out there right now, right? 
and people are getting nervous again. Just as an example, a few weeks ago, I went to the grocery store. There's probably like 50% of the people that had masks on. You know, we're feeling good again. We're mm-hmm. about to break out of this thing. People getting vaccinated. And I went to the store yesterday, and there's probably about 80 to 90% of people that had masks on. People are like scared again. Yeah. yeah. Scared again. And now... Everyone is being asked to prepare to come back to the office. <laughs> right. Forget about all that other stuff. Right. Bring your ass back in this Get office. Get all back in here. <laughs> you know, and it's a little crazy when you think about it. I was just hearing about another, another dang COVID variant called Lambda. Lambda. I ain't even heard no yeah. Lambda. It's beginning to make its way through the U.S. The real issue is that we still have a large number of unvaccinated people who have absolutely no plans on getting vaccinated. None. Like, they ain't even trying to... Shut well, it down. Think, I think we talked about it last season sometimes. They're still trying to do some research. <laughs> They're doing some research. Nobody got time for that. You know, in fact, some of these people are co-workers, friends, and family, even our own families. Yeah. You know, uh, members who have no intentions on getting vaccinated anytime soon. None. Okay? And to add, there's a huge misconception that if you are vaccinated... That you Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't catch COVID because you've been vaccinated. Man, uh-uh. Uh-uh. that could not be further from the truth. That's right. Although being vaccinated does provide some safety and assurance that you will not be seriously inflicted with the virus and or being, like, hospitalized. Right. You still have to be safe. You still got to be safe. Don't be stupid. And in many cases, going back to work puts this safety at risk. Can you say anxiety? <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> you don't, like, come on, man. There we go. And the stress of getting back to work is particularly acute for women and people of color. I was reading an article in BuzzFeed News the other day where they interviewed 80 people of color from around the country to talk about how they felt about returning to work, Ricky. Mm-mm. Some shared feelings of loneliness due to the remote working and worried about becoming professionally invisible without in-person interactions, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that is a legitimate concern. But most said that not going into the office for them for the last 15, 17 months had providing actually a calming reprieve from having the comfort contort themselves mm-hmm. to conform to white corporate culture. And hearing their colleagues make racist comments and feeling othered and professionally, socially kind of left out of the conversations, right? They said remote work also gave them the privacy to emotionally process the endless reports of violence against people of color without having to coddle their white employees, you know? Fragility. Fragility, right? You know, being required to continue to sacrifice your time and your emotional energy to support your white colleagues going, you know, through all of this reckoning that's been going on around racial equality and anti-Asian hate and everything that's been going on. And we have to do all of that shit without getting any credit for it. And we certainly ain't getting no more coin in our pocketbook for having to teach and educate all of these people about what's going on in the world. Lean in and be a team player. Right. That's what we're asking folks to do. That's right. You know, like this is so true. I've had black women tell me that it has been like liberating to some degree to wear their natural hair at home without feeling bothered by their colleagues' comments 
or feeling like they have to assimilate by styling their hair to mm-hmm. fit in with white coworkers. Yeah. Right? Everybody's yeah. trying to like relax and find their zen. Exactly. You know what I mean? Just trying to chill. And they know that the minute they walk back into that damn office, mm-hmm. these microaggressions about their hair and other things will just start to reveal themselves they, again. They come back out. Yep. That's right. So having this little reprieve, you know, for some people it's like, let's get back into the office because I need that interaction. But for some of us, it's like, this has actually been pretty good. Yeah, well, I haven't okay. had to deal with all this shit that mm-hmm. I normally have to deal with. And we've talked about this before, Ricky, where we ain't going back to where it was. Nope. This is going to be a new normal, mm-hmm. if you will, when we come out of this thing. So managers are really going to have to accommodate these changes to work patterns mm-hmm. in kind of this post-COVID era, right? Social connections are great, but employees will have to become accustomed to being flexible and having flexibility when it comes around virtual work. Things like less time to commute, to more time with your friends and your family and all of those types of things. If you don't have a flexible mindset as a manager right now, you ain't going to win. I mean, that's so true. And people are going to be demanding more flexible work hours or remote working locations. Yep. I mean, because there's a lot of people that have upped and moved. They done moved. They done left the state. Forget I know about, here in California, they done moved. Forget about whether or not your company has an entity there. Mm-hmm. That's another discussion. Okay, but people ain't got up and left on their own. They right? gone. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, as we start speaking about people leaving and going to other locations, you're not going to be an employer of choice anymore if you don't offer those as options. As options. They got to be on the table (laughs) now. Yeah. And the old employer employee dynamic will change. Like all of that stuff where I got to see you in the office and see you being effective. That's a wrap, right? That's right. Employees will expect the right to determine the adequacy of workplace safety measures. Yeah, they're not trusting your ass no yeah, more yeah, exactly. when it comes to their safety, right? Uh, and they want to expect employees to consider their individual circumstances. Look, this is what I got going on. Mm-hmm. This is me. I this need you to understand life. this. That's right. Like caregiving obligations when designing their roles and evaluating their performance. So, again, we're talking about the new normal. It ain't going to go back to where it was pre-COVID. That's right. You can't have that cookie-cutter approach anymore to how you're dealing with everybody, right? And that's also true. And I'm curious to see, even big picture, the impact on things like business travel and conferences. A lot of that stuff is going to change now because now you know you don't got to go and be there in person all the time to show up. And things like commercial real estate. People are shrinking. They're shrinking them office spaces, so that's going to change stuff. And I've saved a lot of money not having to pay that rent or shutting those buildings down and stuff like that. And even now we know there's a lot of technology tools out there that enable us to work remotely. We've adapted. And on top of all of that, most of our organizations have made record amounts of money. No, that's the one thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the shareholders have gotten what they've asked for and more and more so look and despite things changing one thing didn't change during covid (laughs) corporate america did not take an l not at all (laughs) they did not take an l not at all productivity is up and as i mentioned before profits up yeah that's right they get the coin so they get their money they getting their money so that ain't changed at all and the impact of all of this is that At the end of the day, every one of us has been impacted by COVID 
in a physical or mental capacity. Mm -hmm. And there are cases where you, a family member, or someone that you know has suffered from having COVID, or even more importantly, died from it, right? So this is a lot to deal with right now. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And again, the moral to the story for me is the future of work. Whatever we look at this is, the, basically the future of work will look different for all of us moving forward and will not just be about corporate revenue in the short term. That's right. People are going to start holding you accountable for some different shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, but look, Keith, again, I know we're talking about stuff. And again, this is probably my favorite part of this because this validates it. Yep. Let's just hit them with the receipts. Hit them with receipts. That's right. We'll share some receipts on why supporting women and people of color in their return to work is absolutely critical. And we'll share some receipts on what employees are saying about returning to work at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So this first receipt in a global study by Deloitte, nearly 82% of women's surveys said their lives have been negatively disrupted by the pandemic. Ooh. With childcare, homeschooling, and additional household responsibilities kind of topping the list of additional pressures that they have to think about, right? And nearly 70% of women who have experienced these disruptions are concerned about that their career growth may be limited as a result. Right. Like maybe your leader has now taken a bit of an opinion on you. And let's say you couldn't get some of that work done doing normal business hours. Well, this hasn't been normal yeah. since you're you know, homeschooling, doing all of these things. Maybe you, your work hours were in the evening. That's right. They could have been. You adjusting your schedule, but you're still getting the work done. Right. And you're getting like a bit of a tag on you now, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Because right. you've been impacted. No but doubt. again, 82% 82% Damn now all. Damn near all. <laughs> Damn now all said they were negatively impacted. Mm -hmm. Look, receipt number two. In that same Deloitte study, it showed that women are very loyal to their current employer, which we've been speaking about. Yeah. But 60% question whether they want to progress when considering what they perceive is required to move up in their organizations at the current time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, there's a lot of shit going on. I'm not sure that I like or agree with. Right. Right. <laughs> so talk about the trade-offs, right? Mm -hmm. So concerns cited, including lack of work or a work-life balance. Non-inclusive behaviors such as microaggressions, exclusion from meetings and projects, and lack of flexible working arrangements. So, again, a lot of this slick shit, so you know right. what I'm saying? Like yeah. a lot of this stuff are things that this study basically cited in terms of women having to kind of consider, yeah. you know, some of these yeah, things right now. So we're talking about... It's impacting folks. Now, we might not be talking about it. Right. And we're trying to hurry up and get people back to work. Right. But there's some other things Other going things on. that people are thinking about. Because mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of conversation about, hey, people aren't going back to work because they're taking that unemployment benefits and other <laughs> stuff like that. It ain't really got nothing to do with that. Right, there's right. all these other things about what's my quality of life mm -hmm. <laughs> compared to what it was before. And that's what I'm really concerned with. Mm -hmm. Receipt number three, a re recent study by Accenture showed that employees who had a hybrid work environment during the pandemic had better mental health, stronger work relationships, and were more likely to feel better off and less burned out actually working for their companies. So at the end of the day, whether you want it or not, 
Corporate America hybrid is here to stay and employees are going to demand it. Holding you accountable. But again, we're talking about feeling less like burned out. You know, all those things. I mean, look, it is not uncommon to get your day started on the computer. Right. Five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. My now you might be dressed up from the chest up. Right. But you on that on that Zoom call. Yeah, you still on it. And right. you work until about seven and o'clock. And you're still at night. working. But you got you're still... more meetings. And then when you're finished with those meetings, now you can do your real work from like eight to ten o'clock at night and then you gotta run it back. hmm okay. <laughs> Man, come on. So look, receipt number four. And to your point, KP, a recent survey from Prudential suggests that 26% of workers plan to leave their employers after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. When this shit is over, I'm out. Well, it's <laughs> over. That's right. And 72% said that the pandemic caused them to rethink their skill set. Additionally, of those looking for jobs, half of the people currently working remotely said if their current company doesn't offer remote working options long term, they will look for a company that does. That's right. So again, we're talking about this ain't going anywhere, man. This like we, this is what the new normal is. This is what it and is. If you corporate America, if you don't conform, yeah, it's a wrap. You're gonna lose that. You're person. gonna lose talent. Yep, you're, you're gonna, gonna lose, lose that talent at the end of the day. So today we have talked a lot about how we feel, and we've gotten some of these these receipts. Yep. But now we're gonna talk about some of the secrets, right? And today we'll provide a double dose of secrets on how you individually can deal with returning to work and how companies can ensure a smooth transition. Here are the secrets that you can take to effectively transition back to the office. And here are the four. Ask qualifying questions. Mm -hmm. Number one. Number two, acknowledge your grief. Mm -hmm. Number three, do your own personal safety due diligence. And number four, start planning for your return back to the office. Yeah, and that, those are all great. And diving into secret number one, you got to ask questions at this point. Yeah. Your safety's on the line. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Demand answers about workplace safety. Get educated on COVID with real, and I'm going to emphasize real, <laughs> right. facts and data. Right. Talk to your personal care physician. Read what the CDC has to say in your local health authority. Look at those guidelines. Discuss this stuff with your educated friends, right? Don't be listening to Bebe down the street. Uh, or your cousin Nim. <laughs> or your cousin Nim <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell you about the COVID, about the Rona, right? We ain't got time for that. But also, ask your employer. Ask these questions about the workplace. About Get educated on COVID. Ask your employer what kind of social, emotional, and mental health supports they're planning to put in place as people return to the office, right? This is your time to stand up and advocate for yourself again. Yeah, those qualifying questions are important. Right. So, look, secret number two, acknowledge your grief. And look, I had to really take a look at this myself. A lot has happened during our time away from the office. No in doubt. Fact, in many cases, we've been working harder mm-hmm. away from the office than we have when we were in the doggone office. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Quick personal story for you, right? 
So my father uh, passed away during COVID, and it was hard to take care of the personal business associated with that loss. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you travel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Try not to have too many people at the funeral and this, that, and the other. And, you know, it just became. All the business affairs to wrap up. Oh, yeah. And And, and everybody blaming the delays on COVID and all of this stuff. And then you add the layers and the complexities that I had with my job. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like a lot of people are counting on you and some of that stuff is a little nonsense yeah. right yep. and then you add the issues as the leader of my family and the pressures that those responsibilities pose mm-hmm. right it's mm-hmm. like man what do you get to breathe right okay and one more layer to this is that the social unrest over the last two years placed on all of us yeah yeah so just man, all that stuff at the end of the day if we're talking about not having a place to kind of go when to, to just to kind of release look kp i have to tell you that i realized that with all of those issues i had not even had the time or the space to properly grieve for pop mm-hmm. like i would have liked to have yeah done. yeah yeah for okay? sure like i'm have just some space. going 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 <laughs> one thing you go for one thing and then you end up going to the next man i actually broke down on a zoom call at work recently mm. like broke down mm. dude it was like i mean it was it just, just kind of hit you yeah we get we talking and they're talking about reflect on what the year was and yep. this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. i'm like damn and that's, this year right snap this should be kicking my ass right mm-hmm. that's basically what i was thinking to myself right but luckily for me i was in a safe space right with my black employee resources group but it did make me realize that I need to take advantage of some emotional support resources to get my mind right, to get back to work in a way that I am used to for me to perform at the right level that I'm used to performing at. Yeah, no doubt. Right? No doubt. But again, this is where we come back to secret number two is acknowledging your grief. You got to acknowledge that grief. And whether you lost a loved one or not, there's all different kinds of grief. I mean, it's just... You may have uh, relationships changed yeah, yeah, with your friends or your family. You have to grieve that. There's work colleagues that you have different relationships and may have lost. There's just all kinds of grief. Yeah. And whether it be change fatigue, whether it be depression, like it's a lot. So we all need to kind of take some. And you got PTO. You ain't been taking your PTO. Right. You've been doing these staycations. So it's like you're still in the same place. You're looking at the same people. All the time. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Trust me. Believe that. Secret number three is to do your own personal safety due diligence. Right. At the end of the day, you can't just rely on your employer to keep you safe. Yeah. Right. First off, get that shot. Get it. We've been talking about this for several months now, but get that shot. It's one of the most important things you can do right now to protect yourselves and others around you. Right. And you need to do what you need to do to Mm -hmm. feel comfortable at work. Right. If that means that you feel like you need to wear a mask all the time or you need to ask people that's coming into your office, knocking on your door to wear a mask or you got a social distance or get more frequent cleaning in your office, whatever it is, you just need to ask for it. Again, you got to take care of yourself and you can't rely on the man to do it for you. Yeah, this is your livelihood. This is your livelihood. This is your personal safety. That's right. Look, secret number four. I mean, look, start planning for your return back to the office. Because it's coming. Yeah, I mean, look, this could mean aligning on child care responsibilities. It could be meaning other things, right? But get it right. 
It could also mean getting your gear back together since we've all been getting dressed up from the chest up. Right? Yeah, and yep. I know, look, that's right. You know, man, I tried putting on some dress pants and a button up shirt the other day, and all of my stuff was fit like medium. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I actually had to like start figuring it out. Like, I done bought some workout equipment. I'm like, man, I've been sitting over here. I can't blame all of that on COVID. That's you right. Know? But the reality is, is we've been working more. Working harder, harder. Like you gotta and actually, move it. you gotta set time to eat lunch, to go walk around, to do some of those things. So again, look, I actually made the drive to my office a few weeks ago, and that took a lot out of me. Yeah, it does. I mean, it took a lot, man. I mean, folks was driving fast and everything yeah. else. Now I know what my grandparents were saying when I would ride with them, like, "Ooh, everybody driving fast. So fast. Ooh, I hope they get there." You know, stuff <laughs> like that. Like I realized, you felt like that. Yeah, I realized my body wasn't ready for the commuting grind. Mm-hmm. It took me a lot longer to recover from that experience. I went on one day. I was dead you tired were done. the day you after. Were done. I was tired like you was when we were uh, flying out to Cincinnati oh, Lord, with a, uh, <laughs> to do all the thing with Lee 360, boy. Y'all, if y'all could have been sitting next to Keith, man, he was laid out, boy. I think he thought he was in a, a sleep memory and bed I or did. something. I was on sleep phone <laughs> at that time. But, but again, my mind, my body wasn't right for that. And I'm just saying, if there's one thing that you could do, is start conditioning your body. Start doing the things that you need to do to get ready to go back to work. That's right. The witching hour is here. Yep, yep. As we talked about. And as we promised, we have a double dose of secrets today. So here are also four secrets on what companies can do to help their employees transition safely back to work. The first secret is safety has to be your number one priority. Your employees have to feel safe in order to return to work. Full stop. And, you know, at my job, we developed a COVID safety plan that established procedures for social distancing and masking and temperature checks and vaccinations, return to work policies, all kinds of things. Right. To make sure that we were creating a safe environment for people to return to work. And on top of that, you have to have a communications and education plan in place so that you can update your employees frequently. Right. Companies must, must, must stay on top of local, state, and federal guidelines because they're changing almost daily right now. So you really have to be diligent about this and ensure people really feel safe and comfortable before they will come to work and be at their best. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's a good point, Keith. And I think the other thing is, I mean, bring people back slowly. I know we're trying to hurry up and rush, but in some cases, you're going from tier two back to tier three all yeah these it's, types it's of flopping things. every all and the especially time. with the cases starting to kind of pop back up with the different variants i mean yeah are we really talking about rushing people back to exactly. work? exactly you know like you talk about lambda variant we just started talking about the delta variant yeah no actually i think there really is no rush to bring people back immediately and all at once at that point Very right true We've already proven that we can work remotely and still handle business. Yeah. We talked about profits going up, all of that stuff. Up. Yep. So people are going to need to take time to reacclimate to their environment and to their colleagues. Oh, yes. That's second one. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> that's shenanigans. You know, you got a couple of coworkers. You like, you need to like get you some rest before you see them again. Yes, no doubt. No doubt. And the third secret for corporations is really this is the time. 
to double down on employment engagement and in diversity and inclusion efforts, mm-hmm. right? As we talked about earlier in the podcast, returning to work is going to be very, very stressful for women and BIPOC employees. And this is that time to have those crucial conversations, have that space where employees can really talk about what's going on in the world and really to implement some diversity and inclusion programs and processes, really shore up your employee resource groups, all of those things that you can do to provide that safety net and support network for your women and BIPOC employees will be important. No, no, you're absolutely right. And look, the last secret, you know, that I'll mention is show some damn empathy. Show some damn empathy. Okay. (laughs) It's easy for senior leaders to just say, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Okay. Or COVID really hadn't been that bad. Right. Because it really wasn't impacting them. Them. But show some doggone empathy. Mm -hmm. But you don't live the way most people live. Mm-hmm. These senior leaders don't, right? We know that. Yeah, exactly. They're insulated from it. They, they don't have to go and do some things that you have to do. You probably have child care and other levels of household support. You had a safe, clean home to live in with lots of room and space. You were able to pay your bills with ease. So again, as a senior leader, like show some empathy, show and, some empathy. And, and understand you probably had some things available to you. That other people don't. Exactly. That the common person didn't have, right? Being able to pay those bills with ease is one thing. Mm-hmm. This is not the reality for a lot of people. Like, just realize yeah. that. They had to deal with these issues as well as see people around them die of COVID. Yeah. So companies are not going to have the luxury of a peanut butter approach to getting people back to work. Leaders have to listen and react to individual circumstances. Yeah. Show some empathy. Show some empathy. Yeah, because, I mean, people are just trying to just get back to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. We done spoke a lot on it, Keith. We done spoke a lot on it, man. (laughs) That's right. And as we wrap up today, you can find more resources on these secrets and receipts that we shared today by going to our website at secrets.com. Look in those show notes for every episode. We always have good resources for you with each of our episodes. Yeah, and look, we're just so appreciative. I mean, we've gotten such a good support from all of you. We got all these listeners tuning in. We got these opportunities coming up. And we wouldn't have been able to do any of this stuff without you all. Yeah. So again, we want to make sure that we give a shout out to all the listeners and the fans out there. You've made all of this possible for us. And season three will not disappoint. Okay, these episodes that we're coming up with, some of these are like listeners' yeah. options and choices yeah. you know, right here. no doubt. And be sure to write a review on Apple or buy some merchandise. I mean, again, we're trying to put stuff out there. We're trying to put you, give you a platform to be able to express yourself, but to also have gear and other things that you can rock to feel good about being able to advocate for yourself. Yeah, no doubt. Rick and I, we have a lot of fun on this podcast. I mean... It's just a great outlet for us to just get some stuff off our chest Mm -hmm, at the mm -hmm. end of the day. But we also want to help you get your coin. We've been adding up the additional coin that we've helped people acquire over the past year through our coaching services and advice. And Ricky, we're up over seven figures in terms of incremental coin that we've been able to get people. 
right? And we're going to put a meter on our website. That's going to be the project. But right. this is generational wealth. Right. <laughs> this, this is, is generational wealth. That's right. Man. And that's what it's all about for us, helping people to get what they deserve without fighting as hard as we had to. Hey, I appreciate being able to have that venue, you mm-hmm. know, for people to go to. And again, we, we're never too busy to help you get paid. We that's never right. do business never to get that right. promotion and whatnot. So KP and I are hoping that you all have smooth transitions back to work. We know the pressure. Okay, that's yeah, why we talked about that's it. Right. But if we do have to hunker back down again, we've stocked up lots of vodka and cranberry we juice. We do, we do. And I hope y'all have done some of the same, whatever your uh, choice beverage is. Yeah, that's right. So we can keep bringing you those secrets and all of this high fire. No doubt. So thanks again, everybody, for listening to Secrets and, and to this episode in particular. And remember, when we share, you transform. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed yet another gem from KP and PR. In fact, one listener said that Secrets makes me smarter every time I listen, and we hope you agree. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends, and donate via Patreon. Check us out on the web at www.secrets.com. That's www.c-cretscom to get more information about our secret services. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.